0: Hi, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 11, you've set New Year's goals, so now what? (laughs) Or maybe you haven't set any goals at all, but everyone around you is all about goals and resolutions this time of year, not just for the new year, but for the new decade. If you find yourself in that camp, I encourage you to keep listening. Maybe I'll inspire you to set a new goal or two for yourself for the upcoming year. In this episode, I'm going to focus on time management, goal setting, and overcoming some really relatable obstacles. Obstacles that can really kind of set you off, especially if you're a mom, a woman, a small business owner, or if you're putting yourself out there in any shape or way. So I'll give you some insight on how I've personally overcome some of these obstacles. And hopefully it'll just make you feel a little bit better and not make you feel so alone sometimes when you're when you're trying to achieve something new in your life. All right, so let's get started with time management. Time management is the foundation of being organized. Time is our most precious resource. It is not something that we can get more of or create more of. It is probably one of the most abused resources that we have. And unfortunately, it's probably one of those things that we just do not respect of others. Um, Big major pet peeve of mine. Um, If I've made time for you in my life, it's pretty frustrating if you're the person that's always showing up late. And it's something that I try to be very conscientious of in my own life. I also understand that it's something that a lot of us just simply struggle with. So when I'm sitting there and waiting 15 minutes past the meet time, I have to just kind of tell myself, you know what? I know from being a professional organizer over the years, this is something a lot of people do struggle with. It's something certainly a lot of my clients struggled with, and truth be told, it's something that I did struggle with when I was much younger. So over the years, I've developed something that I call the Time Management Journal. The Time Management Journal kind of just walks you through how to manage your time. It's a pretty simple process. It goes into three stages, brainstorming, prioritization, and planning, and it focuses on seven time buckets. So these seven time buckets cover every area of our lives, all of the things that are important to us. For example, you have a certain amount of money that you're going to get this month, right? And you have a certain amount of bills that you have to pay. So your money is your resource, and then your bills fall into different budget categories same thing with your time. You get a certain amount of time every month and your buckets, those time buckets are all the different categories in your life. So how are you going to spend your time this month? So the time buckets are home, family, financial, social hobby, quiet time, physical, and career. Okay, so how do we implement this into our life? What does this have to do with goal setting? Well, it has everything to do with setting goals for your life. All of our goals fall into one of these time buckets, like everything that we want to do. We have projects at home we want to take care of. We have things we want to do with our family or need to do. We all have a career bucket. Um, Quiet time is something we should be implementing. Physical, if we don't take care of our physical health, it will make itself a priority if we don't make it a priority ourselves, our health will has a funny way of um, making itself known. If it's not something that we're focusing on, same with financial. If we do not take care of our finances, it will make itself a priority in our life. So, we start with in the time management journal. It walks you through the process of brainstorming. And this is simply getting everything out of your head. We have a million thoughts a day. Sometimes those thoughts keep us up at night. Sometimes those thoughts give us a lot of anxiety. A way to alleviate a lot of the stress and anxiety and to start to get the ball moving towards achieving some of your goals and getting things done is to simply write it down. You can physically write it down, like, again, with the time management journal, Or if you have just a simple planner or a favorite app on your phone, whatever it is to just get everything out of your head and to quote unquote onto paper. That is simply what brainstorming is all about. So I have the seven buckets in the brainstorming part of the time management journal, and it's just a matter of getting that stuff out, putting it on paper. And it doesn't matter how crazy it is, whatever it is. If you're like, I'm going to run a marathon this year, Put it in your brainstorming part of your physical bucket because the next step, which is prioritization, this is where reality hits a little bit. This is where we start looking and we say, okay, maybe not a full marathon, maybe a half marathon or maybe a 5K. So this is where we start to break down those big, grandiose, wonderful ideas that we have. And then we start to like mix it with a little bit of reality and we start to, from that point, plan, which is the last part of the time management journal. So now that we have our priorities set and we know we're gonna run a 5K this year, a run a full 5K, we have to start planning for it. And planning is we have to start implementing steps in our life to make that actually happen. So for instance, let's take the running a, a 5K We know we need to train for that. So we have to make time in our daily life to train for it. So we make sure that whether it be three times a week or five times a week, we are running a specific amount of time and adding that bucket, our physical bucket to our daily planning. If this seems a little like crazy to you or you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, I really do encourage you to go to oneorganizedmama.com, take a peek. I did recently have the time management journal um, redesigned by very talented graphic design artists that I'm super excited to be working with. But also, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, One Organized Mama, and I'll delve a little bit deeper into this and what the time management journal is all about. But The Time Management Journal ultimately will help you with goal setting and those resolutions that you've created for yourself at the beginning of this year. All right, goal setting. Goals must be specific, they must be measurable, and they must have a timeline. If you're following any of the wonderful financial fitness gurus out there, if you follow life coaches and social media... They are all talking about this right now. They're not just talking about motivation, but they're talking about goal setting. And they're all talking about how you set goals must be very specific. You must be able to measure your goal and you must give yourself a timeline because if you don't, your goals aren't going to happen. You're not going to be able to achieve them. So if you are kind of taking a look at your life and where your goals are, again, refer back to the time buckets. And there are two time buckets that I have to talk about right now with goal setting. They're the two most controversial time buckets, especially for women. The first one is being the quiet time bucket. The quiet time bucket is a very general bucket when it comes to your life. It can be anything that just brings you a little bit of peace in your life. Maybe that's reading your Bible or a religious devotion. Maybe it's a yoga practice and meditation. Maybe it's whatever it is that is spiritual to you, but it's something that we all need. And it is the number one hardest thing to get across to a lot of my female clients. And to my friends and family members who are busy moms, busy women, um, it's, it's the hardest thing to convince people that they need. But we as human beings need some quiet time. And it doesn't matter how you get your quiet time. It's just important that you implement it into your regular routine. It doesn't have to be every day, but it should be a regular part of your routine. And it is very important on goal setting because it refuels you. I am a super busy mom. I have two careers and I have people pulling me in different directions at all the time. I have a husband who works a swing shift um, schedule. And so when my kids go off to school in the morning, my husband is sleeping and I literally have like a 15 or 20 minute window between the time he leaves for work and my kids start coming home from school. Not much time, but let me tell you, I capitalize on this 15 and 20 minutes of just being quiet. And I try not to schedule anything or do much during that time because it helps reset my brain and it helps and it helps in going a long way in achieving goals because you just, you can't go all the time. There are some weeks I will admit that quiet time is really difficult for me to achieve. And so it's just when I'm driving somewhere, I will turn off my phone and I will turn off the radio in the car and just drive in silence. And sometimes that's enough. And all I need just to kind of again, reset my brain. But again, I don't understand why we struggle with this so much or think that we don't need or deserve quiet time but we do. Let me tell you, we do. Okay, the other controversial um, bucket that comes up a lot again as a woman is the career bucket. And I just don't understand this. It's in our media. It's just always something. Women and working is always something that's so highly emotional and It's something that we are so judgmental of ourselves and of each other and the media doesn't help and social media doesn't help. And it's just a crazy world out there when it comes to women and working for some reason. Let me tell you, I have been a stay at home mom. I have been a work away from my home mom. And I have been a work from home mom. So if you fall into any of those categories, I want you to give yourself a little break. I want you to drown out some of the noise and just give yourself a little bit of a break. First, starting with the stay-at-home mom. I'm sorry, but if you are a stay-at-home mom, that is your career. Don't let anyone tell you that it is not. I can tell you that being a stay-at-home mom, that chapter in my life was one of the most difficult. It was so hard and it felt like kind of, This Groundhog Day where it was the same thing, same day, over and over and over. It was really hard. It's hard to be home with your kids all day long. Um, It's also a blessing. And it's something that we just should not be criticizing each other of if they are making the choice to be a stay-at-home mom. That does fill your career bucket. Now, if you're a work away from the home mom and especially if you enjoy working away from your home, I want you to continue to enjoy working away. I want you to be proud of yourself. I want you to, again, drown out the critics of the people who say you're not spending enough time with your kids, or you should be home more. I want you to be proud and feel proud for providing financially to your family. Give yourself a pat on the back and again, drown out those critics. Be proud of yourself and hold your head high. The last area of being a career woman is a new category for me that it's it's pretty new and it's the work from home mom. And this is something that I've tried to like achieve in my life because I do like to be at home with my family, but I also like to contribute financially to my family. For those of you who are a work from home mom, I want you to give yourself permission to set boundaries with yourself and with your family. And it's okay to say, leave me alone. I am working to your family, to your kids. If there is an emergency, have a contingency plan in place even if it's like, mom, the house is on fire, whatever it is, call 911. Let's not be ridiculous. Your kids can live without you for a few minutes while you focus on a career. Stop feeling guilty for focusing on a little bit of work and ignoring your family or ignoring your kids who are fighting over the Xbox controls. They will survive without you for a little bit. Okay, so again, if I could just put this out there as women. It sounds so cliche, but if we could just be a little bit more supportive of each other and each other's choices, none of them are easy. They're all hard. We're, we are our own worst critics and enemies in our head. And it's just sometimes nice when you can just have someone that just validates what you're doing or gives you a thumbs up, or better, better yet, keeps their opinion to themselves. Something that we should all work on. All right. So, this leads me into obstacles. These are obstacles that will stop you from achieving your goals. They are those little voices in your head. They are the things that tell you you can't do it or whatever. It's the stuff that just gets in your head. It's like the little like devil and angel sitting on your shoulder and the little devil's like whispering, you know, things to you inside your head. So let's go over some of the most common and relatable obstacles to goal setting. The first one being, I'm too old. Let me read something to you real quick. Jeff Bezos started Amazon at the age of 31. Vera Young, or excuse me, Vera Wing, I can't even read my own writing. Vera Wang started her company, so you know the beautiful wedding dress designer, at the age of 40. Harland Sanders, as we all know as Colonel Sanders, he was broke and had failed at other businesses and had been fired from jobs until he started his company, Kentucky Fried Chicken, at the age of 65. Ray Kroc didn't start his first McDonald's, did not own his first McDonald's until he was the age of 50. And one of my favorites Julia Childs. She did not write her first cookbook until the age of 39 and did not appear on TV until she was 51 years old. So, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, or 70s, it is never too late. Your starting point is now. Stop using your age as an excuse that you're too old to work or start on or achieve your goals. Okay, the next obstacle is your fears. This is something that we all struggle with. I don't care what your goal is. We all have this. It's the fear. It's a fear of failure. It's a fear of success. Fear is this horrible, ugly, dark cloud that kind of like hovers above us and we all struggle with, right? Okay, here is something that will help you face your fears. If you accept the fact that you are going to fail, you are going to fail at some point, you're going to fail for one day, you're going to fail at that new idea. If you just accept failure as part of the process, that will help alleviate a lot of your fears. Failure is not the end point. It's not like, hey, I've failed and I can no longer go on. All you have to do, all failure shows us, is that it's a pivot point. So, okay, wow, that didn't work out so well. Maybe if I turn in this direction a little bit. It is not a stop sign. It's a pivot point. So stop looking at failure like it's the end of your life and that you're going to be stuck in that one position or that one place in your life forever. Stop making it an excuse overcome of it, overcome it, look at it as a challenge, and be flexible, be able to pivot, say, Okay, I'm going to learn from this, what can I learn? Stop lamenting about regrets and regrets, who cares, just keep moving forward. So that is one way to overcome your fear. Okay, we've already covered this next one a little bit, and it's the judgment of others. I'm going to share a couple of things with you guys, again, super personal, but this is 100% something that I can relate to. I have constantly been that person that kind of puts myself out there. And the thing is, honest to goodness, truth is whenever you put yourself out there, you're going to face judgment. There's always going to be the critics or worse yet, you're going to have the people that completely ignore you. I have a dear sweet friend, and she's had a massive um, journey, huge journey with her weight loss. And we were, had a, had a discussion recently, and you know, I was like, "Hey, what like what do people say?" And I hope everyone's applauding you, but I know people, and they're not. And she said the most hurtful thing for her was the people who say nothing. She's made this incredible transformation, and. There's nothing more hurtful than when we just want like someone to give us a little pat in the back and they just say nothing because it's hard to say something because sometimes when we feel like we give to another person, it takes away from us somehow or doesn't validate our own choices. And I completely relate to this. And I am, again, someone that certainly puts myself out there. And every time I do, I know I'm going to be met with judgment or criticism from others. I remember when I was uh, working away from home and I worked in an office job and I just remember there was this friend and she's still a friend today, but she just something about me like working and starting my own business probably rubbed her the wrong way. And so I did notice that um, she was my constant critic. She was the one that would be like, um, your panty lines are showing in those pants And I was just like, I I didn't get it, but I don't know. So we kind of, she kept making comments to me and and then one day I just kind of had it out with her and was like, why are you criticizing me constantly? I am trying. I'm working hard. I have three kids. I'm exhausted. I don't care if my panty line is showing in these pants. I'm just happy that I was able to get dressed in halfway clean clothes for today, right? I mean, sometimes when we're putting ourselves out there, it's so hard and it's exhausting. And there are those people that just feel like they're kind of waiting there and they're doing it out of pure insecurity, but they're just waiting there. And for whatever reason, it makes them feel better about themselves. But it is something that certainly all of us face is a judgment of others. Um, The next obstacle that you're going to face when you're achieving goals is you're going to be too tired, Right. You're just going to simply be too tired. It's going to be 8 o'clock at night, or it's going to be 5 a.m., and you're going to tell yourself, I'm just too tired. Well, here's a way to remedy being too tired. I want you to take care of your other priorities. I want you to stop neglecting other parts of your life. I want you to treat your goals like they are something important that they are a promise that you make to yourself. And I want you to still do them, even though you're tired, I want you to work through them. And this is advice that I am giving to myself as well. Too tired is not an excuse because we're all tired. Life makes us tired. So stop using too tired as an excuse not to achieve your goals. All right, the last obstacle that I'm going to talk about, and again, it's it's kind of specific to women and to moms specifically, but a lot of times we use our family as an excuse. We blame it on our husband. We blame it on our kids. And I can just feel like people getting tense at this because they're like, no, you really don't understand like my husband or my kids. Yeah, I do. I, I can pretty much guarantee and I, your friends do too. And the people out there achieving their goals can too. But stop using your family as an excuse on why you can't achieve your goals or why you don't set any goals for yourself. Again, go back to what I talked about in like fear. You have got to learn how to pivot. If your children were making an excuse for why they couldn't do something, you probably wouldn't allow them to. You would probably challenge them to figure out a way to get something done. So, do that for yourself. Don't use your family as an excuse on why you can't achieve your goals. You can get out there, you can do it with a little help. Find a support system out there. If you can't, even if your support system is an online community, I know it's hard to go out there when you have goals that you want to achieve. I am definitely in this camp that the people in my personal life would rather either be my more of my critic or not have any idea of what I'm doing in my life and then they would rather be than a support to me. I've tried to focus on being a support to my the people in my life that I see that are making massive life changes or achieving their goals. And I do reach out to online communities. We are blessed to live in a day and age where we can find a community to belong to out there. So you don't have an excuse. I've taken your excuses away on why you can't achieve your goals. If you manage your time a little bit, if you set realistic goals that are achievable, again, they have to be measurable, they need to be specific, they need a timeline, and you look at the obstacles, which can also be called excuses in your life, and you learn how to overcome them, you can and you will achieve your goals. Okay, so I'd like to give a quick uh, listener shout out, now that we're at the end of this episode, to someone that is very special in my life, and who has certainly and surprisingly become a big big support system to me. And that listener shout out is for my brother Christopher. Christopher is not someone you would think would be a, a regular listener of this podcast. He's like the super like cool millennial hipster, doesn't have kids. Um, and he listens to my podcast episode every single week and gives me wonderful and useful feedback. So Christopher, thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions, if you have topics or ideas that you'd like to hear on the One Organized Mama podcast, certainly reach out to me. You can email me at oneorganizedmama, M-A-M-A, at gmail.com, or send me a PM or a DM over on Facebook or on Instagram. I hope all of you are having a wonderful start to your new year, your new decade, and thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.